0: good people, it's your boy CZ here, and this is an episode of the Hybrid Club. Hope all is good. You know where to find us on the socials at the Hybrid Club. You know where to find me at CSA's. This is a match review podcast following the 5-0 win over Nottingham Forest. Damn, we fucked them up. We broke them. You know how Bane broke Batman's back in The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, they're Batman, and we are Bane's knee. We put a metaphorical pillow over their faces while they're sleeping and just pressed it down until the thrashing stopped. Yeah, murder at the Emirates, call the police. It was gruesome. It was grisly. They had nothing to offer. Absolutely nothing. They got absolutely destroyed. And normally I'm not one to advocate violence. But when we're talking about metaphorical decimation at the carpet, take on all comers. Bring on all comers, beat them all, fuck them up, get the points, move on. I am very much here for it. Now, look, it's been a busy October, incredibly busy. Arteta wanted a reset. I think he got his reset. You know, this month has seen us, you know, beat Spurs and beat Liverpool, travel to the Arctic Circle and back, tough away win against Leeds, beat PSV only to lose against PSV, drop points against Southampton. We've seen it all this this, this month. But we want to end it strong and boy did we do that um five nil what else is to say great day at the office um a lot of talking points a lot of um interesting things that happened but i think for me the big thing is wanted the reset got the reset wanted goals got goals um so what else is there to say i think it's safe to say that we got what we wanted to see um fantastic game at the Emirates Stadium. It was good to be home after several games away from home, Southampton, PSV, etc. So I think it, it was it was nice to finally step back onto the carpet and, and do some damage, which was fantastic. Um, starting lineups, the Arsenal sign lineup was exactly what I expected to see. Um, you know, there were question marks over a couple of plays fitness, but really uh, nothing too serious. Um, so everyone was able to start. From the Southampton point of view, a couple of interesting things: um, Aurier playing right back against Martinelli. Yikes! That was uh, <laughs> talk about a munch. Talk about a you know Mar- Martinelli basically walked up to him and, and stole his lunch money for the, pretty much the entire game. It was pretty gruesome. No idea. I mean, I don't I don't know what other choice um, Forrest had to be honest. But the moment I saw Aurier up against Martinelli, I thought. Mm. That's a munch right there. That's a, that's a free meal. Um, Noah O'Brien or Mangala in midfield for uh, Forest. They are good ball carriers for them. So that told me that Forest weren't even going to try and progress the ball through the middle. This was very much going to be a straight up hoof it up the pitch and hope for the best situation. Um, only change from the team that beat Liverpool was uh, Lodi coming in to replace Nika Williams, um, but otherwise it was pretty much the same again for them. For us, fiftieth appearance for for Ramsdale, great news, and two hundredth appearance for Shaka. Well earned. So yeah, I mean, this game was a big game for both sides. If we win, we go back to the top of the table. If they win, they get off the bottom of the table. And given how close it is at the top and how close it is at the bottom, both teams needed the wins. You know, for for Forest, big win against Liverpool um, that could be crucial to their Premier League survival. If they survive, it's gonna be by point you know a couple of points or goal difference so a win like that is going to matter to them and if they can get a scalp against us well that really is going to matter um and for us of course the this is meat and drink these are the games if you want to have a title challenge if you want to qualify top four these are the games you must win it doesn't matter how you do it you just have to win them there's no excuses uh so it was um so was an important one um off the field stuff great to see an early tribute to pablo mari um you know he's been discharged from hospital and is recovering well so thankfully good to good to see that so good for the boys to show some solidarity with him um and that led into the beginning of the game and yeah the patterns of play for the match were pretty much set pretty early on um forest dropping deep and us trying to break him down they had literally a minute where they had their foot on the ball for a little bit and after that it was game set match. Um, we started fast and was moving the ball from side to side, creating spaces. Um, you could see pretty early on that Tomiyasu was, um, was very much in those central spaces. He was literally stood in the, in the center circle, collecting the ball, moving it left and right. So you could see how the, you know, this wasn't just a case of an inverted fullback. This was a inverted fullback playing like a, you know, sort of deep line playmaker. It was, um, very interesting. It just goes to show you how far up the pitch we were pushing, but also how we intended to control those central spaces. It also spoke a little bit to why um, Tom Yasu may be at the moment preferred to Tierney. I don't, you know, obviously against um, Salah, against Liverpool, brilliant tactical masterclass, um, you know, getting a right footer when Salah's going to cut inside. Um, But moving forward, I think it's less about dealing with that because, Think it was gibbs white for nottingham forest on the right hand side um and he's right footed so it, it wasn't a case of sort of the inverted situation there i think it was more about tom yasu's comfortability with both feet in central spaces when it comes to progressive build-up but also his good one-on-one defending probably one of our if not best one-on-one defender in the in the squad um so when it comes to protecting those uh, defensive channels that get exposed as we push forward He's well-placed to do that as well. So, um, yeah, I can I can kind of see now why. And it, it didn't seem to hurt our attacking uh, chances too much, which was obviously a, a criticism that's been levelled for the last couple of weeks and the last couple of games. But that was interesting to see early on. It looks like Forest were going for a 4-3-3 with the two wider forwards um, tucking in to almost make five across the midfield. Um, that would allow them to block central spaces uh, while expanding out quickly into those attacking channels when they're attacking and breaking. Um, so you can imagine they sort of come inwards to compress to sort of block the the middle of the pitch to stop us passing through the middle of them. And then if they get the ball and they break on the counter, they just explode into those attacking channels that we often leave vacated. That was the idea, didn't happen because we had our foot on their necks the entire game. Um, and that was pretty evident when four minutes in, we went one nil up. Um, we had to throw in... Forrest won the ball back, but Tommy Yasukai out. He looks up and gives the ball to Martinelli. There's a big switch from Martinelli to Saka, who's on the right-hand side, um, with the ball played across the face of the penalty area. Because it's uh, hit with pace and it's low on the ground, Saka control it quickly. Because the ball is played quickly, that big switch happens quickly. Forrest aren't able to get set. There's spaces um, to exploit which is what Arteta's positional play in attacking those five channels is supposed to do. It's to help you create space when you switch the ball from side to side. Um, because he was able to do that, he then has the option of going um, inside on the left, outside on the right. Here comes Ben White on the overlap, going on a little adventure. Because Ben White goes on the overlap, Saka gets that extra half second, looks up, cuts inside, whips the ball in with his left foot into the penalty area. And Martinelli runs across the entire of the face of the Nottingham Forest defensive line to stoop low and score a diving header into the bottom corner. Fantastic goal. Um, started early, started fast, hit them hit them where it hurt, playing along their front line, using our positional play to create space. It was just brilliant. That big switch from Martinelli just means they can't get set. Um, fantastic cross from Saka, great pace on it. Martinelli runs at speed, doesn't hesitate, dives low, gets his head on it, just phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal. And another tribute to Mari in the celebration. It really was an unbe- unbelievable header. Watch it back again. And everything about the goal is pure class and we're 1-0 up. And the beautiful thing about this is if they go 1-0 up and they sit into a deep block, personally for me, as we saw for the rest of this game, their deep block isn't great, but you don't want them to have something to hold on to because if they have that, they have that fight in them that might make them play a little bit better than they otherwise would. But if you've got a team who, you know, can't see you on a pitch for quality, and you go up, they've got a stick or twist, right? And if they stick, you're just going to apply pressure, but you don't have to exert yourself because you've already got the win. If they decide to go for it, they're going to leave themselves exposed, and because they don't have the quality you have, if they leave themselves exposed, you're going to fuck them up. So by getting the early goal four minutes in, we immediately, immediately changed the entire tone and temperature of the game, which is why we needed that early goal, which is why we were able to um, kick on really, really well once we got it. Fantastic to see, really, really was. Um, we had a, a great chance a few minutes later um, when I think it was... Yeah, it was a great chance for Jesus. There was a corner headed away and Saka did brilliantly to outmuscle Lingard. He sort of shaped across to the back post. Um, you know, think of a similar kind of uh, cross as the assist for Martinelli. Instead, he plays it to White, who's on the overlap. Um, White cuts back to Jesus, who cuts inside and bends the ball, but it goes just wide. And Jesus had chance after chance after chance this game. He will feel... So bad that he wasn't able to get the the, the goal, but he was involved in so much of good play, a few assists on the day. He genuinely had a really great game. It's Just a shame he wasn't able to get the goal, but that was the first of many chances um, that he would have loved to have, have tried to take um, to 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 do that. But you know, that being said, it's very much about us getting the win. It's about us being able to win these games, and that is what we set out to do, and that is what we've um, that's what we did on the day so credit to him honestly good work um so yeah i think by this point i'm thinking to myself we're absolutely decimating them we're completely owning them it's not even close they can't see us and so i'm about ready to enjoy my day i'm thinking to myself this is going to be one of those games where we are just going to sort of steamroll them they're not really going to have much for us I'm looking at their bench. I don't see anything that's worrying me. I'm looking at their their sort of starting lineup and the players that are on the pitch. I don't see anything that's worrying me. So, you know, unless something goes crazy, I think we're I think we've got them. Um, they did have a quick moment, a sort of a minute later. Um, we were playing out from the back. Shackle was doing a bit of a give and go to party as he was giving it back for his player. Fruela stole the ball, has a shot straight at Ramsdale. Calm, nothing to worry about at all. And after that, we're putting Forest under sustained pressure. I'm talking Zap Brannigan wave after wave of attack. Um, we're sort of passing through them like a hot knife through mayonnaise. It's not even close. Um, you know, and despite their deep block, we are getting space behind them because they're just not good at it. Um, a lot have been made about the sort of 22 players that they've signed and the need to rebuild their squad, you know, after so many lone players went back or players that got sold, like Jed Spence or wherever the case may be. Um... Honestly, uh, I don't know whether it's because they've got so many players they're trying to integrate, which you're never going to do quickly. It's So, it, you know, back when Spurs sold Bale and they went on to splurge and bought a bunch of players, that was hard enough to integrate. And, you know, they bought, what, six or seven? Um, 22 is just, that's a wild number of players to try and integrate in a small space of time. But I don't know if it's that or if it's just the players they bought aren't good. But what I can say is that despite the fact they came here and played deep block football, they're not equipped to play deep block football because you very rarely do you see a team play sort of a deep block and yet you can still find space in behind them, which we did again and again and again. So yeah, you know, I would very much love to play forest every single week. Um, unfortunately we only get to play them twice a year. I'll be interested to see how they perform when they're on their own ground But at the Emirates. They had nothing to offer us. Um, but look, they, like I said, they did have a couple of moments, you know, a couple minutes later, 13th minute, some quick passing by Forrest, ball in behind for Lingard, and he runs onto it. But Saliba, brilliant pace, composure, exactly what we've come to expect of him. Great one-on-one defending, and he's able to p- protect the space in behind us. Um, and he did that again and again and again this game. It was just, it's not the type of game where you talk about the defenders, because from an attacking point of view, we were so on top of them. But Part of the reason for that is because anytime they even got a whiff of uh, of a running behind, you know, Tomiyasu, Saliba, Gabriel was there to sweep it up. Um, and yeah, they had nothing to show for it. Uh, it was brilliant, brilliant work. Um, but yeah, there were so many times we were finding space in and around them, um, behind little pockets of space in between their defensive line. It was ridiculous. It's a moment on 14th minute where Jesus gets ahead of Cook and gets a shot off, but the block stops it from going straight on goal and the keeper picks up the loose ball. There was some great work by Saka in that build-up. But ultimately, we were all over them Um, by this point in the first half. It was chance after chance. Um, There was one moment around 20 minutes where Saka makes a brilliant run into the box. Um, He finds Martinelli, whose sweeping shot is cleared off the line. Um... Forrest had so many moments like that. And as for Forrest and their, their ball, you know, their play for them, it was very much a case of like kick and hope football, no tactics, just kick the ball up to the big guy and hope you can make something of it. Maybe he wins a foul and you get a free kick, which allows you to play up further up the pitch. Maybe you win a corner can put one on Ramsdale's head. they there really was nothing that they were able to do. I don't want to say they capitulated because I, I think that'd be unfair, but they just, I think the, the lack of quality showed really, um, but speaking of kick and hope kaka took a uh, saka took a kick and he was hobbling about and now we're all hoping that he's going to be good um there was clear concern from him pretty early on it looked like he tried to run it off but he was in a lot of pain and he was on the pitch for maybe a good 10 minutes after he took that kick um i mean he was still taking corner kicks and running about but it's clear he was in a lot of pain went down a couple of times i don't know why we didn't take him off sooner um It also kind of speaks, I think, a bit to player welfare from the point of view that Saka's been getting kicked for weeks now. We've been seeing it coming. It started last season with some of the ridiculous challenges on him that went unpunished. Um, But this is the thing about protection. When we talk about protection, we're not saying that he should get special treatment. We're saying that referees need to do something to stop players getting serious injuries because if players can't handle his skill, so they just start kicking him, if they're not punished, then every player is just going to do that as a way to stop him, which is going to see him get injured. And it's not because he can't hack it, it's because teams know that they can kick him off the pitch and nothing will happen. That's not in the spirit of the game, it's not in the spirit of the laws. And I say this as someone who loves the rough and tumble of a physical game of football. But You know, I love that. It's, it's When I started supporting Arsenal, it was very much sort of George Graham, 1-0 to the Arsenal type stuff. You know, I, I that was the Arsenal that I started following. So I'm not saying this is sort of elitist football kind of viewpoint, but there's a degree to which you have to referee the game based on what you see and people can't just be allowed to just keep kicking him off the pitch. It's ridiculous. Um, but of course it happened and he, you know, he had an injury and had to come off the pitch on comes Reese Nelson. Now this was interesting. Um, it was around 27th minute, Reese Nelson comes on um, and it was interesting that Nelson came on rather than for example, Vieira or Nketiah who in recent weeks we've seen come on and play in, in, in wide places. Now, it's not that unusual because Reese Nelson is a wide player. And so, you know, it's on the right. He's right footed. It, it, it makes sense. As I said, we've seen R- Vieira play in recent weeks when Nelson was available. We've seen Incassia play wide when Nelson was available. Um, so it made you wonder whether or not Arteta was as, um, I don't know, was as interested in giving Nelson the minutes that he could have. Um But it might speak to the fact that Arteta wanted to exploit wide spaces. If they're going to have a low block and block the center of the pitch, it's going to give you more space out wide. So playing a wide player who's comfortable exploiting those wide spaces would make a lot of sense. Um, So it was fantastic to see Nelson come on. Um, And I said at the time, you know, I I put put out a tweet basically just saying, good chance for Nelson, good opportunity. Let's see what he does with it. Um, Because that's the thing about professional football. It's a brutal sport. It is ruthless how you know people talk about fans and how ruthless fans can be the sport of football is worse they just they're more informed when it comes to how ruthless they are but it is a ruthless business you may only get the one chance to show what you can do look at someone like emmy martinez he joined arsenal in 2010 he was 18 years old between 2010 and 2020 he spent time alone at about six different clubs um he was at the club for i don't know what a full decade before he got a proper chance and that was only due to Leno getting injured against Brighton and up until that point he'd only played a handful of games and was predominantly a third choice and then second choice goalkeeper you know in his entire time playing for Arsenal I think he only racked up maybe 15 games um, for the club over that decade or you know a little over a decade I think it might have been 12 years by the time no 11 years by the time he went in any case he got his chance he did well FA Cup Community Shield before a big money move to Villa. And I say big money because 20 million pounds for someone who was effectively your second-choice goalkeeper is big money. You don't see many second-choice keepers going for 20 million plus. So, you know, you saw what he was able to do with his chance. Someone like Eddie Nketiah, you know, he was going into the last year of his contract. Um, Lacazette was stinking up the joint. There was no minutes really for Nketiah. There was no European football, so no Europa League minutes for him. Um, and it was only when Nketiah got, uh, sorry, it was only when Lacazette was basically so unplayable that Enketia got his chance, run of games, bagged some goals, new contract, new shirt number, and now he's a fully fledged member of the the first team. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Reese Nelson. No idea. It might be this is one game and he never does anything again. And then he goes off to have a uh, a sort of, you know, fledgling career at various levels, or he may have a solid career or, you know, he may stay and do what well. You don't know. You have no idea. It's one game. But it was an opportunity to see what he could do. And he showed us a few things I think it's safe to say. I think it's safe to say that he took his opportunity today. Um, the, rest of, the rest of the second half had its moments, but, you know, our momentum was somewhat dulled, I think, by the, the Saka injury. Don't get me wrong. We were in complete control, um, but we didn't kill them off. Uh, it was a similar situation to the Southampton first half. Um, the only moment I can think of for them was around the 32nd minute party had his pocket picked and Lingard carried the ball forward, but his shot was closer to the corner flag than the goal. Nothing came of it. Um, we had our moments as well in the second half, uh, sorry, in the end of the first half. But again, we go into halftime, one nil up. Um, and at halftime, I'm thinking to myself, to be honest, they're not going to score. They're really not. Um, if they do score, they're not going to score more than two. I don't think they're gonna basically I don't think they're gonna score more than one goal if they score at all, which I don't think they would. So one more, and I think we guarantee the win. Um, so that's what I'm thinking to myself. Bag one more. <laughs> we got we got that and then some. So second half, um, you could tell the crowd wasn't as on it. Um I think they really need the players to give them some energy. I think there's an element to which the crowd are a little bit edgy, you know, re- performances and, and results haven't been great the last couple games. They need the players to kind of step on it to give them that, you know, the give give them that battery in their back. And uh, they didn't really didn't have to wait long. It was a couple of minutes into the second half when Arsenal go till 0 up, and who else but Reese Nelson? Um good build-up play um from Tomiyasu, who goes on the overlap, puts in a brilliant cross with a left with his left foot, great header by Jesus, big kick up field from uh, Gibbs White ball goes straight to ramsdale he throws it back out to party who plays a line splitting pass up the field to shaka shaka gives it to jesus jesus on the turn looks up sees nelson running into the box feeds it to him good cut inside sends a bunch of forest players plays to the shops um they are out of commission his shot first shot saved and then he fires the rebound into the roof of the net and it's a great goal and a great moment for reese nelson um it was it was really good as well in the build up to CJ Zeus because he had a quick look up. It wasn't just a case of feeding it just into the general area. He knew that uh, Nelson was coming to. So he was able to feed it right into his feet. Um, good stride pattern meant that Nelson could step onto it. Showed brilliant awareness. Nelson's first shot with his left foot blocked. Um, finished it with his right foot. Great goal, and that will give him a lot of confidence. Um, and that's exactly what you want. You know, he comes off the bench. He's had. You know, a few minutes here, a few minutes there. He's played some of the Europa League minutes. Obviously, he was coming into the squad. Arteta has spoken highly of him. He was in the first squad that Arteta put out when he, when he first joined. It's a player that Arteta openly really likes. Um, but as the season was about to begin, he gets an injury. And suddenly, you know, minutes that he would have are going to Marquinhos, for example. Um, and it's going to take a while to get up to fitness. It's going to take a while to get match fitness, particularly if you're playing Europa League. And maybe getting a couple of minutes off the bench if you're lucky. So brilliant moment for Reece Nelson. And again, another Arsenal Academy product um, being able to show what they can do in the Premier League is no small thing. Um, fantastic. And you could smell blood after that um, early goal in the second half is exactly what we needed. And we took f- advantage of the fact that they were really, really disorganized and we did it again, a couple of minutes later, three nil. And again, Reece Nelson with the goal. Now, Forest break down the left. um, The ball works its way to the right. Aurier, who throws in across into the box, is headed out by us, and the second ball is neatly controlled by Reese Nelson. He rides a challenge and plays the ball across the midfield. Shaka, who nimbly fixed the ball with the outside of his left foot to evade a challenge from uh, Forest player. Martinelli then carries the ball up the left wing. He plays the ball um, across field, big cross field pass to Jesus, who controls it brilliantly. I mean, plucks it out of the sky. Perfectly controlled. Um, first touch was genuinely sensational. He gives it to Erdegaard, who makes an um, inside underlapping run. He manages to retain possession in a crowded box, um, despite the players around him. Holds on the ball, gives it to Jesus, who spots Nelson in the crowd scene on the edge of the six-yard box. Passes inside, and Nelson is there to sweep the ball home from close range. Two goals in three minutes. Unbelievable. In his wildest dreams, he couldn't have hoped for a better um, appearance off the bench fantastic stuff and it just goes to show you keep working hard you get that opportunity you take the opportunity and that's exactly what he did Reece Nelson couldn't have done much more to uh curry the manager's favor after a performance like that great work by Nelson and great by Arteta to give him the chance and and see that in him and put his faith in him by bringing him off off, off the, the bench when Saka got injured and saying go out there in this game sure it's quote-unquote only forest but you still got to do it it's still the Premier League and you've still got to do it. And he did that. So great to him. And also, you would have noticed Nelson actually started the move. So it was great work for him to start the move to help retain possession um and and begin the sort of counter-attack. And then to keep working hard to get up the pitch and make sure he continued his run deep into the penalty area to be on the receiving end of the pass for Modegaard. So really, really good work to start off and great work to finish it off. Um and look i spoke in a preview about forest defense giving team space um if we commit to those attacking channels and it's exactly what we did we committed men forward we kept them penned back in their box we you know when when they were coming forward we sprinted out into those spaces and they were completely disorganized and we really were we really were able to take advantage and at this point the emirates woke up you know in full voice loud singing the crowd are back and they're happy um so good work by the team to 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 give the crowd that energy that they need um and look we carried on after that and there were a few moments where because they go in your favor they go overlooked but they speak to our ability to retain the ball um and to sustain the kind of pressure that breaks a team down there was one moment on the 53rd minute great work by Ramsdale under pressure Forest Press being led by Lingard Lingard is pressing him and um, Ramsdale plays a brilliant ball low to Nelson, who controls the ball, and we keep possession. So much about our play um, has improved because they are players who are able to retain the ball under pressure that allows us to sustain our pressure on the opposition. And that was a moment of exactly that. You know, previous goalkeepers like Leno, like Cech, would have struggled in those moments. Ramsdale made it look easy to the point where if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have even clocked it. Um, and that's entirely the point, really. Um, and shortly after that, Jesse Lidgard comes off in ignominious fashion. Um, seeing a former United player sad genuinely is my sustenance. It sustains me. Speaking of sad United players, 56 minutes, 4 um, 0. It must be a glitch in the Matrix because I feel like I've seen this goal somewhere before. Gabriel Megaliais has the ball in the left defensive half space. He gives it to Saliba. We work the ball around to Tommy, who's in the central of the midfield. The ball's worked around a bit more to Partey, who plays the ball to the right to Nelson. Now, Nelson runs at the fullback, and he's committing two players to him. So he's sort of driving into the box and committing them and committing them. And the Forest defence is so focused on Nelson um, and the ball. They don't see Partey strolling forward. Nelson plays a ball to the edge of the area, and Partey just strolls up and bends the ball into the goalkeeper's left-hand top corner. Henderson had no chance. The bend on the shot was sensational. Um... 4-0. Um, party actually shaped to a similar shot around the ninth minute in the first half, but low rather than high. I mean, it was blocked by the defender. I'd be interested to see whether or not it, it would have gone in. Um, but yeah, it was a sensational strike, you got to say. Um, Tommy Yasu in the build-up, um, again, in central spaces was crucial to retaining possession. Um, I had questions about whether if it was Tierney in those central spaces, whether or not we would have been able to retain pr- uh, possession under pressure. Um, I'm not sure if that goal would have been scored if he was. Um, So you can kind of see why Tomiyasu's there just because of how central he was occupying spaces. It's not a knock to Tierney. I love him. Um, Brilliant player, but just something I want to see more of. And funny enough, Tierney did come off the bench and we got to see Tierney occupying some of those central spaces and he actually showed a little bit of quality and a little bit of talent in those spaces, which shut me right up because seeing that made me think, hmm tierley's learning it tierney understands what arteta wants from someone in that space and rather than sort of being you know disappointed or despondent he's working hard to show the manager he can do that and there'll be a couple of moments that i'll speak about in just a bit where he kind of does that which is great um but yeah in any case we had another chance a few minutes later and again we're, we're slicing them open at this point it's at work we're doing whatever we want um there's a kickoff and Forrest punt the ball forward. Another one of those occasions where Forrest just boot the ball and we just go right back at them. You can see now why a lot of managers are obsessed with being able to play out from the back because the sheer amount of times they just gave the ball to us by just booting outfield upfield was ridiculous. But in any case, Saliba won the header. Um, it goes out for a throw. Forrest play um, sort of the wrong sort of throw in and we managed to get the ball. Um, we play them under pressure. They play softly pass um it's cut out by Odegaard he slips the ball through to Jesus who shoots straight at the keeper it's unbelievable that he's not scored that chance for Jesus um really should have been a goal um I don't know how he's not scored it but there we are it's another chance he's had um that really should have been a goal and we're ripping them apart we're genuinely just tearing them it's it's a bit crazy and it's a bit scary how bad Forest are and how good we were this was the game I was hoping for and the fact that I got it I'm very very delighted um I spoke on a preview pod about not learning anything from watching the City game against Forest where they just absolutely decimated them Haaland hat-trick. Um, and I thought to myself, well, you know, they they occupy those five attacking channels. They do positional play. They've obviously got a higher quality of player, but still, maybe I can see something about the way they play. But it was just City taking the piss with their quality, to be honest, for 90 minutes. And it was very much the same for us. So, you know, City can do it. We can do it. We're clearly doing it. Um, but yeah. Forest are bottom of the Premier League table, and they look like it, quite frankly. Um, yeah, I just, I don't understand some of what they did. It was just genuinely ridiculous. Just the degree to which they just gave away the ball. I have no idea why they would, but, you know, again, it's the game I wanted to see, so I'm not complaining. Um, around the 62nd minute, we saw Cedric and Vieira come on, Martinelli and Tommy Asu come off. Um, yeah, bringing Cedric on, I think that's a true sign of disrespect, but no, 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 all jokes aside. Um, it's good. It's a, it's a good game for him to come back into the squad and get some minutes. Hopefully, he plays against Zurich, so we can give some of the other players a rest. Um, and you don't want him playing in that game cold, so you want to give him some minutes. So it's great to be able to do that. And it's also good that Arteta did it around the 60th sixty uh, odd minute, so that um, he had a decent run out. You know, a good thirty minutes or so. So that's good to see. Um, but at this point, I am seriously thinking to myself, yeah, wow, we're, we we we're, we're fucking them up. Like they've got nothing. Um, you know, it's quite telling. Um, sort of I'm looking around the 70th sem- minute I'm thinking to myself there's only so much blood and thunder and wanting it you know and the will to win matters you know at some point it's about the quality and we're just stroking the ball about parties walking across the pitch like he's going for a sort of lovely Sunday morning stroll on the beach he might as well have a mimosa in his hand and a copy of The Alchemist like it's just it's too chill for him I don't understand at no point should you be playing the central midfield in the Premier League and being able to kind of just stroll about the pitch at will but that's what was going on, and I, for one, was delighted. Um, I think one of the only times I saw Forrest apply pressure, 73rd minute, Emmanuel Dennis, he sort of faced up to Gabriel. Turns out um, he sort of twists and turns a bit too much. They work the ball uh, wide right. Um, but yeah, Nelson dispossesses Oria, and it doesn't come to anything. We just shut them down as easy as that. Um, a couple minutes later, Ketty and Tierney uh, come on for in Chaki, uh, for Shaka and Saliba who come off, great to see Saliba get a rest, the Shaka as well. Um, both had really, really good games. Um, looking at the organization, saw Nketia go wide left and Jesus stayed through the middle. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Nketiah did well. He did okay. He would have loved to bag a goal today. Um, he needs a goal. Jesus needs a goal. Jesus had to settle for the assist. 5-0, 77th seventh, seventh minute. We're working the ball well around midfield. And I would mentioned earlier sort of Tierney and how well he do sort of doing what Arteta wants uh, inverted fullback to do. Well, in this instance, um, Tierney was occupying central spaces similar to Tom Yassir. He was stood in that center circle um, and he plays a big progressive pass forward. Um, it's a lovely crossfield ball, which Nelson plays a delightful first time um, inside a foot pass back to Cedric. I just had to note that because of how well the ball was played. But in any case, the ball's worked sort of right to left, back to the centre, parties on the edge of zone 14, plays a forward pass to Jesus, who's backing into the defender. He takes a touch, gives the ball to Odegaard. Um, he's coming into the picture just to Jesus' left, um, running towards the penalty area. Odegaard, Odegaard takes the ball, still a lot to do, some lovely small touches in tight spaces, finds an angle on goal and fires a left foot shot into the top corner, Henderson beat. Cook got cooked, lovely goal. Um, so much technical ability in small spaces and so much of our uh, football is improved by the fact that we now have players who are comfortable playing in small spaces. Um, for a long time, we had a squad full of players who were sort of big space players who really struggled in in, in tight spaces. And so breaking our deep blocks was a struggle. We now have players that are capable of doing that. Um, Erdegaard has defenders all around him, at least four of them, one to his back. And he just sort of, it's some delightful footwork. He manages to drop a shoulder, shift the ball, shift the ball, and he's able to just get an angle and fire it. Another Jesus assist. Doesn't manage to get the goal. But yeah, brilliant work from him. Um, brilliant work from Odegaard. And yeah, from that point on, 5-0 game is more than done. And yeah, that's it. There was another moment, 84th minute, corner kick, ball whipped in. Ben White gets headed to the back post. And Jesus nearly, I mean, it's inches, centimeters even, Um, From getting a toe on the ball and scoring at the back post, but just can't manage to do it and the ball goes out. But we win 5 0, and it was well deserved. You know, no two ways about it. Uh, Saw the Forest manager talking after the game and just sort of talking about the sort of capitulation of his players. It was genuinely terrible. Um, But again, as I said before, I'll say again, I'm not complaining anyway that's in the end of part one um join us next for part two of the show where we'll delve in some of the tactics and some of the talking points speak to you guys in a bit what's good people it's your boy caesar here and welcome back to part two of the hybrid club hope you're good and yeah five nil win utter decimation forest had nothing um i loved it look It's Forest. I get it. Bottom of the table. They weren't great. But you have to win these games. If we don't win this game, people have questions. So for me, yes, Arsenal had to win. They're expected to win, but they got the points. Top of the table, two points clear of City. We get closer and closer to staying top of the table by the time we break for the World Cup, which I think is the goal to try and keep ourselves top of the table going into the World Cup. Um, we're not far off it. We've got FC Zurich, Europa League um, midweek, which we we need to get the win. Similar to the first game where we have more than enough to beat them. We need to beat them. We cannot make that game a competition. Um, they've been absolutely pumped um, by multiple teams in that group. So, we, you know, we need to make sure we do that. And then it's the big one against Chelsea. So, yeah, we, we've done what we need to do this weekend though. Um, and the stats pretty much agree with the eye test now. It was a little bit weird looking at the stats um, following the PSV game because the stats did not agree with what my eye saw. But in this, it was very much in line. Um, You know, 5-0 win, obviously. 3.4 expected goals to Forest 0.5. 24 shots to their 5. 9 shots on target to their 2. 18 open play shots to their 4. 69.4% possession to 30.6% on their part. We had 643 passes... 561 complete. They had 284 passes, 211 complete. I mean, the field tilt in our favor was 79.5%. 62 final third entries to their 19. I mean, expected threat created 3.7 to their 0. 0.1. Deep touches, 76 to their 15. Zone 14 touches, 25 to their 10. I could go on and on and on and on. It was genuinely a um, an utter decimation. And that's, that's pretty much what we expect. Shout out to Crab Stats for the uh, stats there. In terms of talking points, reset. Arteta said he wants the reset. He got the reset. Um, and it looked like we needed one. Um, it's not easy to play this many games in such a small space of time. Um, look, we saw Liverpool drop points against this Forest team last week. We saw them drop points against Leeds. We've seen Chelsea drop points against Brighton. They drop points against the Leeds. We saw... Um, City United both nearly dropped points. Spurs nearly did two. It's a tough season. It's a tough slog. We have a small squad. We knew that going in um, and we're managing it well. You know, speaking on if he got his reset, Arteta said absolutely. It was a very different game. Uh, we have to learn from those experiences as well. The first one myself... I think the team today played again to the level that we have to individually and collectively we deserve to win the game and he is correct um arsenal did very much deserve to win the game it did very much look like a reset for all the talk of fatigue and whether the players were too tired um you know we played on thursday night and it was friday saturday and then we played to, on on sunday and it didn't look like the players were fatigued now maybe it's just because forests were terrible so arsenal didn't have to overexert themselves If so, fantastic. But it looks like, at least for this game, if there's any kind of fatigue, it was managed well. Um, The only thing really we're worried about was uh, Saka's fitness, and that's more to do with the fact he got a kick rather than sort of being overworked, and you can get a kick in training, you can get a kick in the game, it can happen. So um, all in all, great stuff, great performance after a shaky sort of few games, back to a big performance and right right on time, because we need that big performance against Zurich, which we fully expect. And then going into Chelsea, we want to make sure that, look, they haven't looked great. They just haven't. Um, that loss to Brighton was no fluke. Chelsea have been doing well and picking up points, but they haven't looked great. We have looked good. Um, so we need to make sure that we carry good form into that game, not the form we've seen in the last few games. Um, speaking of good form, I have to take a moment again to talk about Reese Nelson. Um, he rewarded Arteta's trust with two goals and an assist. Um it's brilliant seeing an academy player get an opportunity you know he very much uh, has had his pathway blocked a little bit but at the same time has he done enough to to take his chances um you know he went on loan to hoffenheim previously it was sort of mixed results um there was that period i think during the covid year or so where he could have had a loan and didn't take one for reasons that still quite unclear um he went on loan to Nords, um you know, it started off a bit iffy. He got injured and then as the season went on, he got involved in a team and was a large contrib- contributory factor to them getting to the Europa Conference League final where unfortunately they weren't able to beat uh, Mourinho's Roma, but, you know, Maitland-Niles got himself a medal for that, so fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a long road for him. You know, he was at the club, he's been at the club since he was nine years old. That is, and so for us, you know, a lot of fans, you'll see... From the time that he sort of started playing for the side and got into the first team um, to now, but you don't think about the years and years before that, you know, the nine-year-old Reese Nelson he first started started coming and kicking the ball, you know, all the way to being in his early teens, and he's, you know, having to show up at games halfway across the city or even halfway across the country and putting those extra hours of training, right foot, left foot, you know, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot. Think about yourself at 13, 14, 15. How committed were you? to whatever it is you do there aren't many people who would display the level of commitment required to do something like this so to go through all of that to get to a place where you are pretty much written off by i think most people and to then to do what he did today yes i know it's only forest fair enough but it's a platform to build on and it's still the premier league it's still a high level of football so if you can do that today it means he's got a shot right um Look, he made his debut in the 2017 Community Shield win over Chelsea, um which we won on penalties, I think you will remember Petr Cech was in goal. I think less and that got his first goal for the club in that game. Um he scored his first the first goal of his career um against Nottingham Forest in 2019, I think. We won 5-0. Um as I said he's been at the club since he was nine. Uh he made his debut in 2017 and he's made over 50 appearances for the club scoring six goals in all competitions. Not enough goals, not enough appearances since he broke into the first team. Um, even on on loan he hasn't he hasn't done enough. I think he'll say and there were some comments from him sort of uh, being interviewed uh, after his time final talking about the fact that he maybe only just recently had learned how to properly take care of himself in terms of his diet and the extra stretches and the extra training. So it looks like that that switch has finally flipped and he's starting to do the things that's required of him. Let's see where it goes. You know, does he have this one game and no no other moments in the season? Maybe, you know, maybe he does well when he gets himself a decent move to a, a Palace or a Southampton. Maybe we give him a contract and he becomes a rotational option. Maybe not, who knows? But it's a good moment for him and, and long may it continue. And look, like I said, in recent games, we've seen Nketiah play wide. We've seen Marquinhos come on. We've seen Vieira play wide. Nelson has shown that he's worthy of those rotational minutes. So if nothing else, that's, that's really good, particularly given the fact that Saka played 53 league games in a row. Um, we need someone to be able to pick up those minutes because we don't know what the situation is with Saka at the moment. Um, hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully it's just a kick, a bit of a rest, and he's fine. I would very much like to see him nowhere near FC Zurich um, in midweek, but we know that's going to be a strong side for Marteta because he wants to make sure we finish top, and rightly so. Um, it's a shame that we didn't wrap it up at PSV, but it's where we are. Um so fingers crossed Saka's okay because we really, really do need him. Um, other talking points, Gabriel Jesus, you know, there's been a lot made about uh, sort of the goal drought, as it were, but I really need people to understand that we need to spread the goals around, which we have been doing, to be fair. You saw today, Odegaard, Martinelli, all getting in on the goals. Um Jesus will score goals. He's never going to be a 30 goal a season striker. That's never going to be him. I don't personally, I don't believe it. He could be, but I just don't believe it. I think his overall game is astounding. It's it's genuinely ridiculous how talented he is as a footballer. You know, I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect 15 um goals, 18 goals maybe even in the Premier League from him. Um I don't think you're getting any more than that. If he gets 20 goals in all competitions, that's great. I'm thinking 15 in the league, 20 in all comps. Um, is what I'm thinking. And then we spread the goals around other players in the team. But if he could do more than that, great. Um, As I've said in previous pods, he is a player who regularly underperforms XG, and we knew that. The club knew that when they bought him. Um, Strikers go through stages where they're prolific and then go through stages where they go through a bit of a dry spell. I hope he doesn't... You know, I imagine he will because he seems to be an incredibly driven and determined person when it comes to his... Is football, but I hope he doesn't um, get too overly obsessed and spiral a bit about this. You want to just go out there, play his game and know that the chances will come, the moments will come. Um, I fully expect him to get some minutes against FC Zurich. I don't know whether he'll start or come off the bench, but I expect him to get some minutes and hopefully he'll get a goal in that game. And that will at least sort of end the talk of he needs to score more goals. And then we can go into the Chelsea game with that sort of little hoodoo off his back. Um, but me personally, as I said, it's too early to have the Jesus in quest. He's playing brilliantly. He's contributed to our play. Um, I think we cannot underestimate how much of our, an impact he's had on our ability to play. I you got to remember as well, look at some of the plays we were linked to for the starting striker spot, right? People... Like, Alexander Isak what his his um his buyout clause was what 70 million or something stupid like that so there was Alexander Isak there was Jonathan David of Lille there was Dominic Calvert-Lewin from Everton um these were the options that were being looked at as a number 9 you know Ivan Tony um i think we got the best possible deal for a centre forward that we could have possibly got um Jesus is a phenomenal player so for me personally i think the goals will come i don't think he'll ever be you know, I don't think he's going to do a bammying levels of 20-something goals in the Premier League alone, but let's see. You know, We're, we're, we're top of the league with him playing centre-forward for us. That's what I see. I see an elevated level of football, the ability to play in tight spaces, his ability to drop deep and get into threatening areas, to occupy defenders, to switch spaces, to still be a threat, inside, outside, left foot, right foot. I just see a complete, complete player who could score more goals but doesn't always so let's see what happens but I for one am delighted he's here and personally I think that we would be a lot worse off without him to be honest but that's just my personal opinion Um, right now we're two points ahead of Man City five points ahead of Spurs 10 points ahead of Chelsea 11 points ahead of United and 15 points ahead of Liverpool if I'd have told you that we would have been 15 points ahead of Liverpool by the start of November if I'd have told you that in June what would you have said to me you probably would have said get the fuck away from me you weirdo who the fuck are you talking to me i don't even know who you are but now look now look now we can have a conversation civilly as fellow gooners about how much better we are than the rest of the league um what does this mean for what comes next obviously we got to see how the players recover we got a couple of days before fc zürich um there is going to be some rotation but we have to finish top of the top of the group we cannot have that extra game um, there's already going to be fixture congestion on the other side of the World Cup, so we can't have an extra batch of games in February, um, particularly because it will be against the team dropping down. And we see some of the teams dropping down are pretty strong, including the likes of Barca, potentially UV you know, Marseille, Frankfurt, Spurs, any one of them could, um, you know, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid. There's, you know, it's, it's going to be a pretty, pretty... Um, competitive europa league group stage so we don't want to play an extra game if we can avoid it so i think we're going to see a pretty strong side again some rotation but still a pretty pretty strong side um and then from that point on it's very much about closing out the the league pri- pre-world cup so let's see what we can do as i said i'm thoroughly delighted with the team are the way that we're playing how we're managing to get points we've had a couple of dips but that's to be expected. We stopped the dropping of points turning into a run of bad games. We curb that run, we've got the points, let's keep it going, let's keep it moving. Um, Fantastic from us, fantastic day at the office, great game, excited for what comes next. For now, let's see what happens with FC Zurich, let's get the points there, wrap up top of the group stage and go on to the big one against Chelsea. Thank you very much for joining us. This was a Hybrid Club Podcast. I'm your boy, Caesar. You know where to find us on the socials at the Hybrid Club. You know where to find me at C-Says, C-E-A-S-E-S-A-Y-S. You know, like, follow, subscribe, retweet, repost, all of that shit, you know, all that social media shit I don't give a fuck about. But do get in contact. I do want to hear from you guys. Um, welcome to new followers, new listeners. Really appreciate you guys getting in contact and and sort of just joining me. Um, let me know if you've got any questions or any topics you want to talk about anything that you're interested in we've got a bunch of stuff coming up soon um, so yeah love to love to join you guys um, in in the goona in the gooniverse and, and continue that link up but anyway people have a good one get in contact let us know your thoughts but otherwise we'll talk to you later on this week in a bit people in a bit